Support for Here and Now comes from BetterHelp, committed to supporting mental health through therapy. Clients are matched with one of 25,000 therapists and can communicate via video, chat, or phone at betterhelp.com public. House Republicans have a deal to avert a government shutdown tomorrow night, but it does not look like they'll pass additional aid to Ukraine and Israel anytime soon. House Speaker Mike Johnson made that clear this morning. The House is actively considering options on a path forward, but our first responsibility is to fund the government. Over in the Senate, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced yesterday that he's stepping away from leadership. That is a big change, which could complicate efforts to send aid money to Ukraine and Israel. Let's bring in Senator Chris Van Hollen, a Democrat from Maryland and a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Senator, welcome. Peter, it's great to be with you. Uh, First of all, your thoughts on Mitch McConnell's announcement that he's stepping down from a leadership role in November, because this is a senator who, on the issues of foreign policy at least, has a more traditional view compared to many Republicans in the Trump wing of the party today. How will the Senate change without Senator McConnell in leadership? Well, that is a big question, and I do want to applaud uh, Senator McConnell for being a leader in a bipartisan way at this important moment in history. You have the leader of the Republican Party and the Republican candidate for president, Donald Trump, um, wanting to betray uh, our friends in Ukraine. That would not only leave Ukraine uh, open uh, to Putin, but would send a terrible message uh, to allies uh, and adversaries alike. And and so I really am frightened about what might come. Uh, I, you know, obviously have huge differences with Senator McConnell. Uh, But if you look at the Senate Republican caucus today, I very much worry about what would happen if the Trump wing uh, takes control. Uh, That's precisely why I asked, because McConnell has helped pass a bill in the Senate this month that would send billions of dollars to Ukraine and to Israel. It hasn't gone anywhere in the House. Once he steps down from leadership in November, does that make the question of funding for Ukraine even that much more difficult? Well, we, we will see, but we're very much hoping to pass this legislation through the House uh, long before that, because uh, Ukrainian troops are literally running out of ammunition as we speak. They're checking their phones to see what the status of this legislation is. But we do have a situation where the Speaker of the House listens to Donald Trump. And uh, fortunately, in the Senate, uh, that's been less true of uh, Mitch McConnell. You have been quite blunt about Israel's handling of the war. You've even accused Israel of committing war crimes in Gaza. Senator, why did you support that Senate bill that would send billions of dollars to Israel's war effort earlier this month? Well, that was, of course, the bill that also provides uh, $60 billion uh, in desperately needed assistance uh, to our Ukrainian friends. And without that bill, they would uh, succumb uh, ultimately to P- Putin's onslaught. It's also a bill that had over $1.4 billion in humanitarian relief efforts uh, for uh, people in Gaza uh, and the West Bank. And so my approach has been to separately uh, work to call upon the administration to apply current law uh, that restricts the actual transfer of weapons uh, to any country. Uh, that is impeding impeding uh, the flow of humanitarian assistance. And I, I wanted to make sure we got help to people uh, in Ukraine to fight off Putin, and that's the only way to do it. But I've been using other methods uh, to push the administration uh, to better use our leverage uh, to reduce the, the unacceptable levels of civilian casualties in Gaza and 
uh, break open more corridors for humanitarian assistance. You're referencing this memo that President Biden uh, agreed to sign that would uh, make military aid to Israel contingent on increasing humanitarian assistance to Palestinians. The United States already has a law, the Foreign Assistance Act, that that bars money to countries that block humanitarian aid. I mean, what's the difference? How does that help? Well, there are a number of things. First of all, this national security memorandum will now, for the first time ever, require that any country receiving a military assistance from the United States agree in writing uh, to do two things. First of all, to use U.S. weapons consistently with international uh, humanitarian law and to facilitate uh, and not arbitrarily impede the delivery uh, of assistance. So getting those commitments in writing uh, we think is important because it's important for enforcement. Now, you're absolutely right. There is a current law on the books that I think the Biden administration should be applying right now. Uh, and it was uh, first adopted years ago. It's called the Humanitarian Aid Quarters Act. And I have pushed the administration uh, to apply this law and ask them why they haven't. Um, I asked them back on January 23rd to provide a briefing. Still haven't gotten that briefing. I am told that it will be in the works. But I, I do believe uh, that they are failing to apply a law uh, that certainly um, the situation in Gaza would it should apply to. You've said that Israel has a right to defend itself after the October 7th terror attacks, uh, but that it has to fight the war justly. I mean, as you know, Hamas fighters are crowded into Gaza. They're among civilians. What is a just war in this situation look like to you? What would satisfy you that Israel was fighting this the way uh, you feel comfortable supporting? There are many best practices that could be applied, um, many of which have been adopted by the U.S. military, which is far from perfect, but does have best practices for reducing civilian casualties. We should not see a major military operation into Rafah. You've got 1.5 million people there um, dropping a 2,000-pound bomb uh, on a refugee camp, uh, causing scores and scores of civilian casualties. Yes, there may have been some Hamas uh, individual targets uh, there, but there's an example uh, where, in my view, uh, that action did not comply with what are considered best practices uh, in terms of reducing mm. uh, civilian harm. Senator Chris Van Hollen is a Democrat from Maryland and a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Senator, thank you very much. Good to be with you.